we need to teach our kids since they're really little that aging is a normal thing. We need to uh, integrate that. You know how uh, many times I've seen kids that don't have grandpas or grandmas because their their moms were much older when they had them, so they are not they're not living anymore. So they really don't know what a grandpa is, and they really don't know what what that role is. And now from San Francisco and the UCSF Rosenman Institute, the Health Technology Podcast with your host Christine Winotto. Our guest today, Catalina Hoffman Munozeka created the revolutionary Hoffman Method at only 26 years old, which changed the industry understanding of elderly care. Since then, she has been awarded the Prince of Girona Foundation Award and founded the Catalina Hoffman Holding Groups. She's also been in the top 100 women leaders in Spain and the top 10 CEOs. Through her career, has always aimed to use her cognitive science background and entrepreneurial skills to aid elderly people and their families and to challenge our understanding of what all really means. Here's our conversation. Well, thank you so much, Catalina, for joining me this morning. I know it's uh, later in the afternoon for you in Madrid. Mm -hmm. Um, So I thought it would be good for our audience, our listener, to learn more about you and what's your background, uh, personal background, and what led you to to be passionate in this area that we're going to talk about, which is wellness and health for pre-seniors and seniors. Yeah, of course. For me, look, my passion since I was really little was thinking about the brain, how it's incredible that we know so little about it. So I began studying medicine and afterwards I realized I wanted to be an OT, an occupational therapist. So I studied occupational therapist. And after that, I specialized in cognitive stimulation and in brain training because like was my core. I was really impressed how in Spain we thought about aging because normally we put all human beings like like to put stickers in people. You are tall, you are blonde, you are thin. And, and I was like, and in aging was a bit of it worse because if you have 70 or 80 years old, it's like, well, you're really old. It's normal that you have problems. It's normal that you, your health is not so good. And I was like, what? Why? Uh, I think the number is a number. I'm 44 now and I began with all my entrepreneurship with 20, imagine, really young, because I really couldn't understand why people had to put a sticker to anyone because of the age or the situation they were living. So I was really impressed about that. And I began trying to bring from all places all over the world different kind of techniques or rehab. My my expertise was in rehab, in cognitive simulation. And I began to travel all over the world. So I began to go outside. I began to go to different parts in Europe, to Sweden, because they told me that was really impressive there. Uh, and I realized, oh my God, I'm searching and searching and searching and searching. Uh, there is nothing really specialized in aging. You have a lot of things, 
for, for example, for kids, we have Bobat, Montessori, we have a lot of things. But when we talk about aging, it's like, well, for what? Because at least I have my first boss was in a nursing home. I worked as, as the chief of a rehab in the huge nursing home. So imagine with 20s, I was talking about that I have a team to control and I have no idea that what was that. I was an OT, you know, but everyone was like super surprised because I wanted to change the world. I wanted to change the way we age mm -hmm. and the way we care about that. And at the beginning, it was really, really tough. And nowadays, uh, 22 years after, <laughs> it's really complicated also, but I wanted to demonstrate things. So I tried to look and search all over the world. I went to Japan. I went to a lot of places trying to make a huge investigation. And I realized that there weren't anything specific for aging. So I decided to create my own methodology. Mm -hmm. So imagine... Yeah, that yeah. was a thing. <laughs> we definitely want to learn what you, what your method, what you're thinking. But can you share with us, yeah, what you learned from your travel, learning about how different culture, different society, um, yeah, a lot. Yeah, I, I would love. Society. Yeah, I would love to do that because I, I was, and I, I remember it really well. Imagine in my twenties. Uh, with by myself traveling all over the world and searching and analyzing and I all the time I want to say okay is the senior different in Japan or in Thailand or in Malaysia or in Australia or in the US or is, is something different with them and I realized that there were basic things that were exactly the same okay that there were people like They're really frightened to lose the independency. To be dependent is like the worst thing ever. And if you are mentally in a really mental and good health and your cognitive statement is really well, you really are seeing that your body is not answering the same, that you're not so happy sometimes. And I realized that was all over the world exactly the same. When people, their own families put apart only because they are old, old let me say what is old nowadays right. my goodness uh, so i realized that and i say oh wow it's exactly the same here and when i love japan because i, I searched a lot how the, the nutrition was how that for me was fantastic because they were really healthy and the, their bodies were really thin really fit it was amazing because the the nutrition was really really good for them but they also say to me a lot of no you know what People think that I'm not the same because of my age. And that was exactly the same as a senior in Spain or in Sweden or in the U.S. So I realized that we need to work. Not only when a pathology appears, we need to talk about prevention. Mm -hmm. So I began to say, we need to talk about aging when you're 30, when you're 40, when you're 50, when you're 20. You need to normalize the situation that uh, everyone is going to walk. If we could, everyone mm -hmm. is going to go there. And another thing that I realized that I knew a lot of people with 30 years old, really old, and people with 90, really young, because it was this period that they have inside, the way they live, the way they want to approach their lives, they went, the way they want to see that, that was really making the difference when they, they were aging. So I say to myself, okay, Catherine, you know what? you really need to think about a different way and you need to communicate this to the world because 
we cannot put a sticker in anyone, but we cannot say to a person only because they are 70 or 80 years old, you know what? This is your life, sitting on a chair, watch TV all day long, play cards, and that's it. So that, for me, was a huge impact, that, yeah. So that's probably a good segue for us to tell me about what's your method, like doing a lot of the study you've done everywhere. Yeah. Then you come up with the insight. Then you come up like, this is the way that you think yeah. how we should treat or take care of our pre-seniors. Yeah. And going back, like I just want to, because you mentioned seniors and pre-seniors. Yeah. What are the definition of seniors and pre-seniors? Look, that, that is a really good question because... Uh, normally we only think about that when you are really on age, like 90 years old. Nowadays, because I, I know a lot of people of 100, the eldest I know is 110. Wow. You cannot imagine that. It's incredible. 20, 30 years ago, when I knew someone with 100, all the TVs <laughs> were in the centers. Everyone was like, wow, I'm now is." quite normal. <laughs> so imagine we're talking about only 20, 22 years, nothing. Right. And aging is making an, a huge evolution. No. So I decided to, to talk about the pre-seniors, uh, not in a bad way. Uh, when you're in a company, when you talk about the senior executive, senior is really good because you have experience and it's really mm-hmm. nice. So we need to make this type of language, uh, normalize and nice and sexy because aging is not sexy normally and aging is something that you don't want to talk about it you don't want to say you're how old are you it's incredible no but i no no no, i don't want to talk about it why i think it's really nice i all the time say i'm 44 so what why are you telling your age why not i think it's really nice and when i'm 80 i'm sure i'm going to be exactly the same so i wanted to tell kate you're now a senior that 70 plus, okay, when you are 70, 75, that you have 30 years of your life left. Wait a minute, I think about this. With 70 years old, you can live perfectly well 20, 25, or 30 years. That is a life, a huge life. But when you are 60 and 50, you have 50 years of your life left. So, one thing that is happening in the world is that they are telling people that if they are 45, 50 years old, they are old to work in. What? You're telling me that with 50 years old, I'm not capable to demonstrate all my talent, all my knowledge, or everything that I know? And I was so angry about that. And I said, you know what? If you're a pre-senior, pre-senior is like 55, 60, you know, because you are an adult with a lot of knowledge, with I think is the best moment in your life mm-hmm. because you have a lot of things that you already know what you really want when you're 30s. Uh, you yeah. don't know really what you want. Right. But, you're, but you're 50, 55, 60, you have the experience. You can look forward and say, okay, I'm going to go there and I can do this. And I want to imagine, I know a lot of entrepreneurs with 60 years old that are amazing, People that want to give their talent and their knowledge, why not? How is possible that you're telling me that with 60, you are a, a person that is old to go to a company and work? It's like nonsense. So I wanted to talk about that in a really normal way. I think mm-hmm. the most amazing thing for you is to, oh no, I'm a senior, I'm a senior and feel sexy about it. 
because I'm here. I want that. I really want that because I think that is amazing. When when you still with all the imagine you've been living fifty years, sixty years, you have lived a lot of things. Yeah, you have learned a lot of things, the good ones and the bad ones. So that kind of advice, we need to look for that in all the world, not do the other way around. And I know more and more people that are not having a job because they're 45. Imagine if they're 60, you know? So I wanted to try to say, no, I want to share with the world that I think we can make it happen. Mm -hmm. I think that one person can change the world. One. Mm -hmm. The only thing that we have to do is to talk about it and to Mm -hmm. spread away your point of view. Maybe you think in another way. Okay, it's, it's great. But if we try to make things happen only to try it, I think that is worth it. And that is the reason why I want to dedicate my life because I've I've been working so hard so many years to demonstrate that this is possible, no? And I think in in a way, I have made it. (laughs) I'm thinking thinking about what you said about, you know, somebody who's 45 now losing the job, you know, they're too old and they have like you're saying, if you do the math, they have still 60 more years Imagine. of living that. Um, so tell us what is your program? Like what, you know, what are your training? What is yeah. your method? And yeah, it's really nice because uh, I don't have kids. I would love to, but uh, it was not possible. But I say to the world all the time, I have two babies. Well, two babies that nowadays are an adults because with 22 years, they're an adults. But... <laughs> But I have two babies. One is the Hoffman methodology and the other is the neurofitness program. And I'm, I'm going to tell you about both of them. The Hoffman methodology is a, a rehab program that I've created specific for aging. Okay. So when you are 55, 60 plus, and you want to really take care about yourself, talking about prevention, talking about early detection, that we don't talk about that much more. And I want to talk about that. You want to understand how you can age with quality of life. So Mm -hmm. you need to understand how do you need to have a good nutrition? You need to understand how you could stimulate and coordinate your brain. You need to understand what type of exercise is good for you. What type of social activities are good for you also. Your mental health is so important. We always forget about it. So I've created a program that has four areas. Prevention, early detection, pathology in first stages, and pathology in advance. And I've created like a training school where... Healthcare professionals can be trained in the Hoffman methodology, physiotherapists, OTs, doctors, nurses, psychologists, neuropsychologists. We have a specific training for them. But also, if you want to learn by yourself, if you want to learn it for you, you need to understand how I can take care and I can prevent. And of course, if you have a pathology, families imagine Alzheimer's, stroke, Parkinson's, not only the person that have the disease, the family and then the environment need to understand how to manage it. So I have a specific programs and protocols. From them, I, what I did is to create a, a, another way of seeing aging. And I create a different line of daycare centers. Here in Spain, a daycare center is like terrible. It's like um, a place where you're sitting on a chair, watch TV and do nothing all day long. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to create something really different. Uh, I wanted to create like a club. You go there and depending on what you need, you have different 
different specific programs. You have your physiotherapist, you have your OT, or you have your brain trainer that gives you like a ride on how do you need to take care about yourself at home or in the center. So I wanted to create that was my first entrepreneurship program that I did. I was, look, I began, it was incredible. I opened my first center in 2004 and I was 26 years old. But I began to think about it when I was in my 20, 22, 23, and I have no idea what was a business plan. No mm-hmm. idea. I know a lot of the bra- about the brain, but absolutely nothing about anything else. So I have to learn a lot and I learn. <laughs> I can assure you that. So this is the Hoffman method. And in the other hand side, I have the neurofitness program. Neurofitness is a specific program I created for is to train the brain in all ages. Because if I want to talk about prevention, I need to talk about prevention whether you are 20s, when you are 30, when you are 40, or when you're a kid. Because I need to demonstrate one thing that is amazing that I've been demonstrating in all these years, that the brain is used to work as well as you give them the information. So imagine that you are an engineer, your brain is capable to work really well in some areas, but in other areas that you never ever have been stimulated, they are really healthy, but are like sleeping, you know? So I I created this program. So I created like brain training exercises and I create all the meditation program uh, with a lot of health tips that is amazing and people can really practice it by themselves at home. And I wrote a lot of books about it and it's really nice because I train people really young from kids or moms that are in pregnancy till people that are super stressed, business and women and men and need to understand how they can make a mental health a little bit more healthier. So that are my, like my, my two babies and I've been working these 22 years on that. <laughs> Oh, that keep you really busy, yeah. um, and it yeah. must be. It's nice when and you know, we've been. If you you know anything you work on for twenty years, you see how it grew. Yeah, and the impact that you've made. Absolutely. This podcast is sponsored by Brown Rutnick's Global Life Sciences Group, a team of legal professionals that help life science companies, lenders, and investors around the world turn good science into good business. Learn more at brownrudnick.com. This podcast is also sponsored by Canon Quality Group. Canon Quality Group has been helping med tech startups set up quality management systems for over 10 years. If you're unsure when to get started with quality management in your startup, turn to the experts at canonqualitygroup.com. Share with us about, you know, especially now, definitely the the care for elder or seniors are in front and center as you see technology allow everybody to grow older. You see more people who reach over a hundred. I'm not so sure if I won't reach that. But (laughs) (laughs) if you you reach it with health. (laughs) Yeah. So um, it's definitely a uh, society sometimes are not kind to the seniors and um, yeah at the same time if they still can contribute it's such a loss to the society not to leverage the capability of the seniors um share with us if you know like what are the common pitfall you know there's a lot of people now trying to help the seniors 
what are the common pitfalls that you've seen for those who are trying to serve this population? Wow. Look, I think it's, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing area that we can talk about because for me, technology has been a must since, since technology was nothing here in Spain. I remember perfectly well when I created the Hoffman methodology, I wanted to create my own pl- technological platform. I wanted to create the Hoffman method technological platform. So imagine being young in Spain, being a woman uh, and being like talking about aging is like, I have all the no's, but no, 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 this is impossible. No, 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 what are you talking about? You're crazy, no? It, it was like really complicated. And when I talk about technology, they were, what? So I needed to go outside to create the platform. I was with Oracle because it's amazing that in the US things are like heaven for me because it was to be an entrepreneur in Spain, it was like you're a Martian. In the other way around to be in the US, it's like, well, I want to listen to you a little bit. So in when... No one had technology in Spain. I had my platform because I wanted to have all the connection with the seniors and all the data and everything to make them involved in their own programs because it's really nice for you. And this is really important. Uh, They really need to understand people, human beings want really to know if they're getting better or if they are making something that is good for them, you know? So technology is helping that a lot. So that is what my was my first experience. But after that, and now with virtual reality, for example, with all the things that with all the gaming that we have, we need to work a lot in connecting people. Loneliness in aging is something huge, enormous. There are a lot of people living in their homes, super lonely. And they don't have the capability because maybe they don't have family or the families are outside. Look, with this COVID situation, this has been amazing. Imagine. I have a lot of experience of that because imagine in one, one day through another, they close all the centers that we have in Spain from in like hours. And everyone that was used to go to their club, to their center, to meet people, to have their friends, they feel lonely inside their homes. And they really get so sad depression. There was a huge impact for them, not because of COVID, because they didn't have COVID, thank God, Mm -hmm. but they were so sad and so lonely and so isolated that I thought, oh my goodness, in this moment that we're living, we cannot allow this. We have technology. We have to make the possibility that people is connected in an easy way because there are people that are used to have technology, but another ones that are not, they don't know how to use it. So for me, one really important thing is isolation, is loneliness. I think it's something that is not only in Spain, it's worldwide. People are really lonely. And you can see it in the social media, on the TV, people really are all the time trying to make a distraction with that because they feel lonely, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that is a really important area that no, not a lot of people is working on that. Do you think um, society also have changed? And I mean, I'm growing up, my grandparents always have family members, even if the family members not around, there's always, their community is more closer knit. People live close by and then they would have afternoon tea. Yeah. They're always somebody that they can hang out with. How much of that, is the societal changes or how much is that is culture and how much is that because people uh, are seeking something different now? 
is getting is getting much colder. Um, I, I can tell you that with this COVID situation, the world has changed a lot, and in that area has been really hard uh, for the seniors, really hard, because they they're much more isolated than ever. Um, they are super afraid because uh, we need human beings need contact, need to mm. feel. You know, the blood, the skin, need to see a smile, need a hug, need to feel that they are belonging to somewhere. So if you take that out, sadness comes super quickly. And depression is really a huge word that is really sad, but is is, is increasing a lot. So uh, I think we need to be aware of that. I, I all the time say, if you are so lucky to have a grandpa, or a father or mother nearby, please talk to them. Please go and see them. Do FaceTime. Do tiny things that means the world to them, you know? Uh, because we are not, we, we really don't realize how important is the contact. And now we have put that apart a long time, you know, because we've been a couple of years <laughs> having trouble with that. So... So now that we are beginning, because we cannot say that is that we are living the normal life and the same life, that is not true, but we are beginning to try to normalize things, normalize that also, you know, normalize the contact, normalize the talking, normalize the smiling, normalize. We need to normalize that because all ages would need that, huh? I can tell. But in that moment of their lives, there are a lot of people that are saying, oh my God, I'm 70 or 80 years old and this is going to be my life? Like, what I'm going to do this 20 years? I need to feel that someone needs me. Mm-hmm. And we treat seniors as kids. I'm, I all the time beg people, don't do that. You don't have to say, mom, you, don't, you can't do that. Mom, you need to. Mom, no, 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 no. Do the other way around. Your mom... The only thing that she really needs is, could you help me with this? I'm thinking mm-hmm. about that. What did you think about it? To integrate the person in an environment. Friends, family, I don't mind. It don't have to be a family because people maybe don't have family. But in all the environment to share, sharing in an equal level, not you're the old one and I'm the young one, so I'm going to tell you what to do because I know the best. No, no, no. It's the other way around. It's the best way to make that person feeling that they are part of something. That I, I think that is, the key. Mm-hmm. that is the key. So for anyone who are interested in trying to uh, create a solution uh, to um, help seniors live well for the rest of their life, you mentioned that they need to create an environment that they feel that being needed. Um, it's almost like, you need to create a job for the seniors. Yeah, they're super um, talented. You know how many seniors that I know that they've been working in so specific things, maybe jobs that we're not going to have them anymore, and all the knowledge is in their brains, but no one else has them. And they are they tell me all the time, you know what, no one wants to learn about this. And I all the time say, oh my God, we need to film that. We need to, We can create like a YouTube channel. Nowadays, we can do so many things about it that maybe 30 years ago, it was impossible. So technology can, for example, help in this kind of things, no? And help to match 
I, I, I need someone that knows this kind of things, much all over the world, people that can. Do you imagine how nice could be that, mm-hmm. that thing? Yeah. Things like that, no? Because we, we have people so talented all over the world with so much knowledge about anything that is a pity. And I can tell you, I've been working and sharing and talking with thousands of seniors thousands of people imagine all these years and i can tell you that uh 80 90 percent tell me the same mm-hmm. i feel so sad because i know a lot, a lot of things that i don't know if i'm i can give a legacy with this no so mm-hmm. i don't know there is a I, i'm telling you like tips for people that is listening to us maybe they can think about something yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> So one thing that impressed me about you is like when you're 20, you're interested in working with seniors mm-hmm. and it's, it's very rare, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, you can imagine I have a 15 years old son hanging out with the parents who are not <laughs> 60 or 70 or 50 even <laughs> is like not the ideal situation for them. So that's kind of interesting, you know, why you're interested in that space and no, the and which also is kind of the normal, the norm, right? Where most people, the younger generation, are not interested to be with the older generation. And how do you? Because that's when the connection happens. Right? Absolutely, like the older Absolutely. generation can uh, provide whatever advice or expertise they have to the younger generation, but. If the connection never happened, how do they do that? Absolutely. Well, I, I have the answer for that question because I've been thinking a lot about it. We need to teach our kids since they're really little that aging is a normal thing. We need to uh, integrate that. You know how uh, many times I've seen kids that don't have grandpas or grandmas because their their moms were much older when they had them, so they are not they're not living anymore. So they really don't know what a grandpa is, and they really don't know what what that role is. And they see someone that oh well, he's old. I've learned, I've heard this phrase so much. How oh, he's old? If you're <laughs> telling your five years old kid that he's old, well, no worries. <laughs> the kid is going to say, oh, well, it, being old is really a bad thing. I don't want to do nothing about it, you know? So we need to work with schools. We need to work with dads and moms. We need to try to normalize that so they can see aging in another way. And the other way around, we need to give the self-esteem to the seniors to say, you're worth it. I don't mind if you're 70 or 80 because a lot of the times they're the ones that are punishing themselves because they say to, to you, well, at my age, what do you want me to do? And I say, what? A lot mm-hmm. of things. You have 30 years of your life, whatever you want to do. And you have everything. You have the time. You have the knowledge. That is perfect. It's my dream come true. <laughs> I, have to, I have to work 20 hours a day because I, I'm working all day long. If you tell me that I have time and I can put all my brain in something, oh my God, I will be so happy. And they look at me and they say, oh, this is a really good point of view. And I say, yeah, <laughs> you don't have responsibilities, you know? It's not the same as when you're 30, 40, 50, that you have a lot of things. In, in your right. case, you have your best moment of your life. And that is really a, a really important thing also, to give them the self-esteem 
so they can know they can make anything that they want to. And that is amazing. When they realize that, they say, wow. And it's really nice because to be happy is really complicated and really easy. Happiness mm-hmm. is, a, is a really huge word. Maybe being happy for me is doing what I do. I over, all day long say I woke up in the morning and I say I'm the happiest woman of the world because I do what I love. And that is, I think, mm-hmm. is amazing. I really don't mind to work so many hours because for me it's really nice. But mm-hmm. Maybe for another person is, oh, being happy for me is learning to, to, for example, sing that I've never could do that or learning a new career. Well, make the dream come true. We only need to improve that and to be like the part i think young people have the responsibility to make this happen because to encourage that is really amazing do you imagine a 20 year or 30 year old kid well not so kid but an adult (laughs) telling to a senior could you please show me could you please teach me could you give me advice on that wow that is amazing that is not happening but could could be you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think, I think we can do a lot of things, but we need to work hard together because if not, it's complicated, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely like, it just kind of uh, woke me up when you said when you're 50, you still have 50 and you're 60, you still have 40 years. That's a long time. A lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Multiple that, multiply that, but number of days and numbers of hours. But you know it, it's like a lifetime. <laughs> a lifetime. And you know what? We all the time think about the future or the past, but we never think about the present. We never think about the now moment. I all the time call it the now moment. And I say, wait a minute, wait a minute, stop. Think about your day. What could you do today to be happier? What? Today. We really don't know what is going to happen tomorrow or in five years. And what happened to you in the past is the past. But if you're talking about our moment is what I, I call it the vertical thinking. When your brain, your heart, your soul is connected and you're trying to do the best in the moment that you really are, that is the way that -hmm. you can really live with quality of life, you know, because right. you're thinking about in what is now the most important thing for you. And I think it's, it's nice and much more when you age, no? Right. I'm, I'm, of course, I'm stereotyping or maybe drawn from my experience. I feel like when you're young, you're thinking about the future so much. And um, when you're old, you're thinking about your past so much. Absolutely. And that's the present that is taking a lot of discipline to Focus. That is the way. That is when you meditate, when you breathe, when you connect with you. That is so important for me. Is so important that for your brain health. And I all the time say, when you listen to music, when you do things, I compose music for the brain. I do a lot of things to help people to connect with them. Mm-hmm. You know, to be constantly connecting with your moment, with with your now, with your present. That is the important thing, and much more. Now, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> and I think you know, um, as a society, many different countries, there's going to be a lot more older people than a lot the younger people, and there, I think that is a challenge in the system. It's a in, I think uh, in health, in a lot of things, yeah, right, and I think that is good to 
have more people working on this base. Yeah. And as and I get so old, fun. hopefully I can benefit from it. <laughs> yeah, and it's, of course. And, and I can tell to all the people that is listening to us right now, I can assure you, it's so fun. You, mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing. You can innovate. You can think. You can Don't think about aging like a sad thing. Think about right. an opportunity, you know? Yeah. Think about my, that we're capable to do that. My uncle told me when I was in my 20s, that he said life began at 50. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> All the cards said downhill at 50, not begin. <laughs> and he this, said, that's true, huh? You went right. So he was saying, you learned a lot when you're 20, 30, you make friends and you build that relationship at 40 and 50, you have all you need to live your life to have a fullest life. So that was kind of his message to me. And as I get older, I just kind of feel like, I think he was That's right. true. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And we need to talk about that. Yeah. We, we, yeah. Because it's absolutely true. If you're 50, I feel I'm 44 now. And I, I can tell you I've been living in this 20, 22 years more than people in all their lives because when you're an entrepreneur and when you want to like break down everything like I did talking about 18 with 20s being a girl no one understanding nothing creating a method I have to put in my surname because when I put the Hoffman method everyone thought that I was a scientific an 18 year old scientific man (laughs) (laughs) because I've created the Hoffman method and then they saw me and I say what where is your grandpa and I say no 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 this is mine and they were like seriously And I have to put that. And I thought, well, wait a minute. Alzheimer's and Parkinson's put their same names. Why don't I can use uh, mine also? <laughs> because that's the only way people could listen a bit about this, you know? So yeah. I have to be so creative in that area. So and that's I really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to work so much about that. So the Hoffman Method, and till now, happens to me. People go and Google me and, well, Catalina Hoffman and, and they say to me, in the last medical congress that I went, it was so much fun. There was a man waiting for me with a big picture with my name, everything, blah, blah, and a wheelchair. And I was, well, I don't know. And I went outside and I say, Catalina Hoffman, it's me. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. I'm looking for Catalina Hoffman. And I say, yeah, it's me. <laughs> no, I'm looking for Madame Hoffman. And I say, what? It's me. And I say, but could you Google me and see my face is exactly the same as me? No, you know what they told me? That you were so fancy, that you were 80 years old, but you don't want to put your pictures being old in the, in the, in the, in the internet. And I say, could you imagine that, that you're seeing me, watching me, and you don't believe that it's me? It was like, yeah, but it's the Hoffman method. And I say, yeah, I'm the creator of the Hoffman method. And this happened to me previously coming, huh? Like... One year and a half ago, so imagine, like, they yeah. really don't believe that. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's it's been so fun to learn from, uh, from you about uh, how to care for our seniors. My pleasure, yeah. And thank you very much for sharing your insight. Thank you, my pleasure. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Health Technology Podcast. We want to thank our executive producer, Herminio Neto, and our podcast engineer, Andrew Rojek. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. The Health Technology Podcast is available on all major platforms.